Monday sucked. Till we came. Allegedly. Hello and welcome to another episode of Allegedly NYC. I'm Nomi Ruiz. And I'm Ava Sanjurjo. And we are your go-to girls for all things NYC mm. and beyond. And above. Today on Allegedly, mm. Vanity Fair sends a pervert to interview Margot Robbie. <laughs> Renee Zellweger's new face sparks sexist controversy. Interesting. We celebrate Heterosexual Pride Day. And <laughs> <laughs> new music from Blood Orange. Mm. And we have a very special sexy guest today. Super sexy. Miss Carly, aka Slut Ever Scordino. Uh, I just truly love her. She's a dime piece. I can't. That is a true definition of a dime piece. I mean, she's just a lady. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, here at Allegedly, we're supported by Wine and Spirits. Yes, girl. So let's get into our wine of the week. All right, girl. Ooh. <laughs> Don't spill it. Okay, this is called... We spilled tea, not wine. No, yeah, never wine. Did <laughs> <laughs> so I ever tell you that one time I dropped wine, and it was the last little bit, and I took a like a napkin, and I wiped it, and I squeezed it back into you my cup. You soaked it up. And, <laughs> and like... <laughs> I was with somebody They looked at me like You fucking have a problem <laughs> Anyway um, This is called <laughs> This is called Linda Fleur It's a blend It's 50% Malbec mm. 10% Shiraz What? 10% Merlot And 30% Cabernet Oh and shit 100% a woman <laughs> <laughs> convincing shall i she's convincing she's very convincing that sounds like a scandal you know what in london she would have a problem i mean <laughs> i think we're about to get <laughs> we're about to get wasted because the alcohol level on this girl she's gonna be a gag she's 14.5 <laughs> which is i think it's i that's think it's a wine. lot i think it's a lot but um you know what i need it this week you know what today this week was extra crunchy I'll tell you the truth, but you know what? We hustle, and we're still here, and you still have that red lip. And my glass is empty. And your glass is... You know what? Let me pour for you. <laughs> so rude. You Thank always you, pour for your guests first. I mean, this is... Which is not really a guest. She's the mother. Mm. <laughs> you have to pour for the mother before you pour for the daughter. The mother of the house, honey. <laughs> Cheers to Cheers, surviving girl. these past two weeks. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. We're better off. Better off. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Mm. Uh, Ooh, she's oh, fruity. Shit, get right? ready, get girl. ready. I we apologize oh, wow. in advance. Oh, oh girl, girl, I'm start. Oh, I want a fucking oh, ice cream cone. <laughs> For real? Oh my god, is that Mr. Softy? I like to get uh, a vanilla with uh, colorful sprinkles. <laughs> Can I get colorful sprinkles? I mean, I'm about to call the cops. Why? Well, you know, we're this not. Is the, this is like my actually... favorite song ever. <laughs> Girl, when you heard that shit when you were a kid, you know you ran after that. I mean, it was so fun. That means summer is has Summer sprung. is here. Everyone, all the kids are rushing for the truck. So, I mean, summer is in full bloom. It is 90 degrees. The fans are on. The, the air conditions are, are on. on. Everything's on, girl. And New York City has filed 1,013 ice cream truck jingle noise complaints this year before July even started. I mean, honestly, there was some bored-ass motherfuckers at home because they can't <laughs> listen to their stories. 
and they have to like shut down the Ice Cream Man song. That's my favorite song ever. I'm surprised they haven't remixed that shit yet. <laughs> well, I'm remember, surprised Jay Z hasn't well, put that shit on. Remember when in the Bronx when you, the Ice Cream Shop came and instead of oh, playing the jingle, it was like Boricua, Morena, Yeah, I remember that shit. That was pretty awesome. Well, so far this year, New Yorkers have logged. 1,013 noise complaints against Mr. Softy. Mr. Softy. Poor Mr. Softy. Girl, he's been through it. He's had quite the year. He's already on? fighting a turf war. There's with always a ri- turf war. Girl, there's a rival gang of ice cream trucks. There is. That's so true. I've seen some <laughs> shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> there one, one year that somebody got killed. Off of, off, well, are you off serious? Turf. Yes, that's I'm serious. Crazy. I used to date a guy who had an ice cream truck, <laughs> and he, his, he had the prime location. I mean, prime. He was right in front of the fucking Brooklyn... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Bronx Zoo. He's from the Bronx Zoo. I mean, you can't get any better than that and he was always he was always um he always paid for everything in singles <laughs> you, you know, know that, that's when you, well actually when, when a guy pulls out a hundred dollar bill yeah you know he in gets, singles <laughs> either he's, he's a stripper or he works, or a dj or, or a dj <laughs> or he has an ice cream truck <laughs> all right so go so on been, uh, mr softy's been fighting a turf war with uh, new york ice cream okay they new york ice cream allegedly started the turf war they have been pushing mr softy out of midtown they said you will never see a mr softy truck in midtown if you do there will be a problem and you won't see him there very long new york ice cream which started out as mr softy imposter master softy has declared that from 34th street to 60th street river to river that's their territory and they won't allow other rival vendors to cross their borders girl they went on to say if one of my drivers goes to midtown they'll oh this is from mr softy if Mm. one of my drivers goes to midtown they'll bring their trucks and surround them a bunch of guys They'll, and they'll start banging on the windows. What is it, fucking West Side Story? He's going to take out <laughs> a comb and start doing a fucking song and dance. <laughs> Girl, it's ridiculous. That's insane. These street battles are just one part of a larger war. Mr. Softy has won several legal battles against New York ice cream, including mm. one lawsuit filed for illegally using the jingle. What? They used the trademark jingle to promote their fucking ice cream trucks. Shut and up. And Mr. Softy won that lawsuit. And Don't fuck uh, with him. New York Ice Cream was ordered to pay $10,000 for jacking their jingle. That's why he has that nice little tie. <laughs> <laughs> he always looked a little mafia to me. You know what? Don't ever give a side eye to fucking Mr. Softy. Mm. That's kind of hysterical. That is hysterical. Oh. Oh, there's some more tea brewing. There's always tea. There's always tea. Don't put that tea too close to the ice cream. It might (laughs) melt. (laughs) So longtime residents Mm. in Brooklyn have been battling with newcomers because of more noise complaints. Girl, every week is a fucking noise complaint. This is on Moore Street in East Williamsburg. Mm. On East Williamsburg Street, lined with some of the city's oldest Puerto Rican music shops, is in the middle of a turf battle between longtime residents and colonizing newcomers who complain that the... Okay, that's fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> when Romy and I looked at each other, I was like, duck! duck. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. You know, I'm from, the, I'm from oh, different fuck. parts of New York, and I, you never know if it's like, you hope for that little crackle sound I mean, after. Well, shit's the, going down right now, so that just down. like traumatized us. That had a moment. I, I kind of tinkles in my panties. Oh, God. All Christ. right. Go. That's the world we live in. We had to duck during Speaking a podcast. Of, I thought it was fucking ice cream, man. <laughs> ducking during a podcast 
so okay jesus christ <laughs> so the the turf war is between longtime residents and colonizing newcomers who complain that the block is loud crime-ridden version of skid row Oh, Moore Street, which is near Graham Avenue, is a mix of city housing developments and renovated apartments that yeah. rent for upwards of 2000 a month, along yeah. with many decades-old Latino record stores and other Hispanic businesses. Yeah, that's where I actually get my shoes made, my, my shoes fixed. Yeah, it's like yeah. the avenue. It's the avenue. So, the, the, you know, the sounds of merengue is they're playing all over Moore Street. Yeah. And it's been common for years. Years. This is just the neighborhood. Yeah, it just, is. That's the neighborhood. Yep. Uh, um, along with street crimes, which is like like car break-ins, muggings, after-school fights between rivals, just another gangs, day, you know, yeah. just another day living in the hood, just yeah. another day around another the way. way. So hipster rivals are making their own noise by ratting out to the police department, asking them to tame the half-mile stretch, and some old-timers say that they resent the interference. Yeah, I do too. Jesse Milan, who's 38, and his family has owned San Germán Records for nearly half century Dang. says this street is known for spanish music i've had my speakers outside playing music for 47 years wow. now they complain about me one guy called 311 15 or 16 times wow. if they don't like it they should move to manhattan not only that you know what's really funny all these fucking kids they come to new york for the whole experience right they watched all their woody island movies they watched every spike lee movie and they want the characters they want that whole feel Mm -hmm. but once they move in they want to fucking change it and make it fucking romper room and Mm -hmm. ruin it for like what makes the city rich and and beautiful and cultured and they want to shut it down Go exactly. on. They can't do You know, it really other. fucking pisses me off. The, the Domino guys were called the other day around uh, uh, Jefferson Avenue. What do you mean? They were like playing dominoes and they, I guess they were playing too loud. And some like fucking hipster caught fucking uh, call 311 on them and they had to uh, shut down their game. Like the whole part of like the fun of New York in the summertime and all year round is that you have all these great characters that you that you grow up with and yeah. now, now you're I mean, well, this is our neighborhood shutting you know? up and it's now like, you're shutting up everything yeah. i don't know it's, it's like, like it's fucking racist to be honest it is it's racist no because, because you're coming like, oh, to, i'm well, coming into you know, your block the, the, you're coming into my block yo yeah well he goes on to say the problem is that they're trying to change things the spanish community has been here for 70 years people worked hard to establish this community it's called puerto rico way and now you know you, you, you hear they want to change it to change they, they want to change it uh, Puerto Rico way to something else to what they haven't they haven't the board hasn't really decided yet, but they definitely want to take out the Puerto Rico out of it mm. Skechers way yeah exactly mm. yawn way <laughs> high bun way <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. grown out beard way <laughs> tight jeans way <laughs> oh my god the city department of environmental protection slapped so pissed off they Go. slapped Milan with a $700 fine for noise pollution in November after complaints of music blasting on outdoor speakers. A spokesperson said, a spokesperson said mm-hmm. he then turned down his music and now uses a decibel reader to make sure the noise meets regulations. He says the neighborhood isn't supposed to adjust to you. You are supposed to adjust to the neighborhood. Agreed. Uh, well, not true, argue some of the 20 and 30-something year olds who live in the pricey from, remodeled flats fucking from on Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> on Moore Street who have responded to the newcomers' complaints, adding and they've added foot patrols and surveillance cameras around Moore Street and Graham Avenue. It's funny, that's when you know uh, um, an area is getting like gentrified, gentrified when you, when see, more when you see more cops walking oh, all yeah, around. Oh yeah, when I when I when I first moved Harlem. to yeah, when I first moved to uh, uh, Montrose 
it was still crunchy and then like two years later there was cops at every at the train station outside sweeping once you saw you know becky trying to get home everything changed right well betty cooney who is the head of the graham avenue business improvement district didn't defend the steady flow of hipster complaints Mm. she said we have new people moving into the area and they have to think about what they're moving into this is new york city this is brooklyn this is not a farm this is not the country i like her what's her name again betty cooney i like betty we're voting for her clearly thank you betty for speaking on our behalf and letting us blast our yeah i mean i mean i'm not gonna hey you know what sometimes yeah sure i don't want to hear bachata at three o'clock in the morning i get it but you know what if it's gonna be saturday night shut the fuck up if it's if it's a tuesday night at like eight or actually 10 when you're trying to go to bed that's one thing you could be like knock knock hey girl can you mind you know i had this one girl i live when i was living in the bronx at six o'clock in the morning she wanted to put on a fuzzy chanclata slippers and go across <laughs> back and forth for like an hour and one day i was like hey girl i res- respect because I, I love a mule <laughs> but <laughs> do you mind not doing it at six oh i'm out by eight you put them right back on if you it's want all to a compromise <laughs> you know i grew up i grew up on top of crackheads there you go so i had they were always i have a really high tolerance i could sleep through if it was armageddon if she it really was can. a civil war I Seriously. will still sleep real hard. No, I mean I have a lot of sleepovers, and I could be making coffee, <laughs> blasting the cure, and tripping because I'm not I'm not graceful. I'm always falling. So, and she will sleep right the whole thing. I'm like I had a great night. How are you? I was like I'm great. I just I mean I'm bleeding, but I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. All right. Well, another teapot has just been placed on my lap. Mm, what do you got, Margot Robbie, who mm-hmm. is starring in the new Tarzan movie, and who we also know from Wolf of Wall Street. I live you know, for her. She's fabulous. I was actually watching that the other day again. Well, she was recently interviewed by uh, a journalist from Vanity Fair. Mm-hmm. So she was like the cover story. And people are saying that he they sent a pervert to interview her. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of women go through this. I think uh, also... Rose McGowan talked about this, like mm. when you're being interviewed and by certain did, men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I find that to be a lot that way a lot in talk shows. They're always like the beautiful, blah blah blah. It's oh, yeah. never like the talented or the respected oh, God, actress. Time. You know, it's always like the beautiful of uh, Sharon Stone or the beautiful oh, yeah. this. It's always about outer beauty. They can't say yeah. uh, the most the, the talented and respected actress yada yada. It's always something about yeah. but it, it was always about like physical phys- physicality. I remember I just um, did the George Michael cover and yeah. a, a press uh, came out and it said Trans- tra- sexy transsexual singer covers George Michael. Let me put my name. Dang. Like, not even my name. They didn't even know you just, it was, you're just a voice like trans and that's it. It was like this chick allegedly with a dick sang, can sing. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. I know. I feel like this, I'm ready. This is, this is 14.5 oh, I mean, alcohol. fire. <laughs> Freedom to read me for the rest of the day. <laughs> All right. So Vanity Fair has published a cover story that says the actor Margot Robbie grew up in a place where a dingo really will eat your baby and refers to Australians as throwback people. Mm. Um, they, this writer already, also his name's Rich, Co- Rich Cohen. Oh, Let's just say his name first, Rich Cohen. Yeah. And I'm going to say his Twitter also so you Ooh. can harass him if I you're like listening. This. I'm so excited. At Rich Cohen 2003. 
that's his tweet his twitter account so mm. if you feel boring. a certain way let him know oh he also Girl, went on to you say you give me a half inch i'll take eight i'm ready <laughs> mm-hmm. those were tweeting. her wedding vows <laughs> Uh, he wrote Australia is sunny and slow a throwback which is why you go there for throwback people Cohen went on to write they still live and die with the plot turns of soap operas in Melbourne and Perth still dwell in a single mass market in Adelaide and Sydney in the morning Mm. they watch they watch Australia's Today Show in other words it's just like America only different when everyone here is awake, everyone there is asleep, which makes it a perfect perch from which to study our customs, habits, accents. <sighs> this is because she's from Australia. Imagine this is the interview that comes out about you. This it's sucks. Like Puerto Rico is an island where they eat bananas fried on a stove. And there's crickets. <laughs> and allegedly there's a chupacabra. <laughs> what the fuck is that? And they ride that was horses. Boring. I, would, I mean, I would be pissed off just because it's boring. Oh my God. Well, they also go on to describe Robbie as having a lost kind of purity. Lost kind of purity. Okay. She, she grew up in the Gold Coast hinterland, where in the hinterland of hinterland, there were kangaroos and a dingo really would eat your baby. Wow. He said she is... Is he the same guy that's telling the Puerto Ricans to plower their music too? Oh, definitely. (laughs) 100%. Wow. He goes on to write and says, she is 26 and beautiful. Not in that otherworldly catwalk way, but in a minor knock-around key, a blue mood, a slow dance. She is blonde, but dark at the roots. She is tall, but only with the help of certain shoes. This is when someone went to school too much. Girl. Robbie has previously spoken about how uncomfortable she is at being written about as a sex symbol. Right. He should have done his research. Clearly. She said, I'm more concerned with being labeled as a sex symbol. That makes me feel more uncomfortable than any day-to-day interactions I have. See, it's so funny because I, 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 we have a mutual friend that works with her quite often. And I hear she's insanely nice. And she's such a girl's girl and she like lives with all her like best friends in a house and she tattoos everybody in her house. And like, she just sounds like a ball of fun. She sounds like kind of pretty amazing. Yeah. And he just kind of like shut it down, you know? He went on to say how difficult it was to peg Robbie. That's funny because that's our top sex talk topic. It is pegging. Well, he said it was difficult to peg her. The job of the celebrity journalist, peg him so it's not only as if to know him, but always have known him or someone just like him. But Robbie is too fresh to be pegged. Ew. Girl. He's kind of gross. She can be sexy and composed even while naked, but only in character. As I said, she is from Australia. To understand her, you should think about what that means. This is kind of gross. I'll go on to read a few more comments that he said. He said, I don't remember what she was wearing, but it was simple. Her hair combed around those painfully blue eyes. We sat in the corner. She looked at me and smiled. The fact is, despite her growing fame, higher profile roles and endorsement deals, Robbie is the face of the new Calvin Klein fragrance, Deep Euphoria. She leads a fairly ordinary life. It's the luxury of being from the bottom of the world. Whoa, what a cunt. He's a fucking cunt. Girl, we sat for a moment in silence. She was thinking something. I was thinking of something else. (laughs) 
himself <laughs> cock his fucking cock let's guess what he was thinking about he sounds really fucking Girl, creepy it's so perverted it's, it's so, so disgusting gross. i can't wait till she responds to this i hope she responds to i'm this. waiting i hope she has something breath. snappy call us girl if you need girl. something because we well, have a book of everyone shit. feel free to share your thoughts and compliments with and rich we're gonna cohen. Say, and then we'll send it to her well send it directly to him rich cohen his tweet his twitter is at rich cohen 2003 harass him if you like and also don't forget to email us at allegedly nyc <laughs> <laughs> at gmail.com because we also like to hear your tea wow mm-hmm. yes for sure he's Girl. nasty ew so that gross. makes me feel uncomfortable i know that was really creepy i'm like he's like slimy like how do you say like scum in a in a in a fucking sewage he's like fucking sewage yeah well, so Rose McGowan penned a response to a critic of Renee Zellweger's face. Mm. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> I just like to be rested, okay? I mean, leave her alone. Yeah, I'm gonna actually make a T-shirt that says "Leave Zellweger's face alone." Yeah, Rose McGowan she penned a response to a critic after they criticized her for the way she looked in the new Bridget Jones movie. I like those. I actually like the books and I, I don't mind the movies. Well, the first one, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> on June 30th, Variety published a column by mm. its new film critic, Owen Gleiberman. Another dude. Titled, Renee Zellweger. If she no longer looks like herself, has she become a different actress? Whoa! Can I you mean, say that about about? Can can we? Can you actually say the same thing about like Mickey Rourke and like Sylvester Stallone? Because those bitches' faces are fucking different. Seriously, different. Seriously, and, and uh, uh, Michael Douglas, he looks Girl. like. I just put I, I put like a bowling ball in a, in a plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, seriously, like these dudes are so stretched out. They never, no one ever talks Shut about out. No one, no uh, one. I, Burt Reynolds, he looks like like I I I, I, I hit him with a fly swapper. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh my god! Well, no one talks about that, but they no. like they target like Renee and all these people, but they like they never talk about the dudes that's gotten the plastic surgery mm-hmm. ever. Girl, this is ever. just like you know, shit just goes in cycles. It's like the same shit repeats and repeats. It's no like, one saw Rocky, the latest one. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. God. So in the column, Gleiberman offered his take on plastic surgery in Hollywood, an issue he wrote about after watching a trailer for Zellweger's new film, Bridget Jones's Baby. Rose McGowan has written a guest column for The Hollywood Reporter in response to Gleiberman. In her response, she says, Renee Zellweger is a human being with feelings, with a life, with love, and with triumphs and struggles, just like the rest of us. How dare you use her as a punching bag in your mistaken attempt to make a mark at your new job? What you are doing is vile, damaging, stupid, and cruel. It also reeks of status quo white male privilege. Ooh. I can't not disagree with her. I love her. She's been very voiceless. She needs to come on our podcast. Oh, she would have a ball with us, right? That's a good one. Yeah. We're going to get her on here. Yeah, I think we would get along. 
She also said, you are an inactive, you are, you, sorry, excuse me. Mm-hmm. You are an active endorser of what is tantamount to harassment and abuse of actresses and women. I speak as someone who was abused by Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I am someone who was forced by a studio to go on Howard Stern, where he asked me to show him my labia, while my grinning male and female publicist stood to the side and did nothing to protect me. Wow. Dang. To illustrate what women in the public eye go through ad nauseum, I have replaced Renee Zellweger's name in your article with those of male actors. Oh, that's so she, funny. Re- she she took his article, rewrote it, yeah, and replaced her name with all the different actors. That it's so funny because you just oh named all of the yeah. actors, and she did the same thing. Did she really? Yeah. So we'll, po- we'll post that on our Facebook page. Oh yeah, we have to. Yeah. You know what? It's it's a shame because uh, uh, women have a lot of pressure to be young and beautiful mm-hmm. in Hollywood, and God forbid you age. I, that's why I kind of live for the ones that don't like fuck up their face because it's like you know yeah. what. Uh, I actually need my face to show expression to have the roles that I want to play. Exactly. So, um, you know, but I'm not nothing against the ones that want to have a little refreshed uh, no. look. Uh, I'm not opposed to any sort of plastic surgery yeah. at all. But it's like we like we don't need some like cr- these critics. That's the thing. These writers. Like, shouldn't can you write, criticize maybe my acting and not my face? That's the whole point of their. That's what their job's <laughs> supposed to be. I miss the days when there was like good music journalists, yeah, who like followed an artist for a long time through and their there career, was passion. toured with them, yeah, wrote a beautiful story about their experience and mm-hmm. who this person was and what their music was about, their acting or like everything. You know what I mean? Really yeah. del- dove into a person's character instead yeah. of just like like diary being them. All on the surface because is the thing is now that all these journalists their writing is about them they're like really, they want people to read the article and i'm like this guy is cool or he's and I, funny and I or want he's controversial to, yeah and i and you have to uh agree with me so you become a member of my cool parade yeah you're, you like, you're trying to get more twitter followers fuck you but it's like you should be trying to do justice to your writing yeah like you're like if you're not passionate about writing about yeah. this person's talent mm-hmm. what are you passionate about like being a celebrity no i you know i, f- I find it funny because uh, sometimes i've met people in my life that um if i don't um maybe like something or i don't dress a certain way or something they automatically don't feel like they're you're part of their cool party and they they say all this shit all the time they, they just want you to be in like be part of what they are obsessed with or they like and if you don't like it with them they sh- kind of like shut yeah. you down see but that's the blessing that you can recognize that because you know who to cut off oh honey i love editing yeah i'm edit i edit 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 chop chop it comes to a point in your life you're like oof i don't like you and i don't have to be here yeah you have a lovely evening i hope you don't die of being annoying i don't know yeah exactly all right all right so what is next on the teapot it's heterosexual pride day is there a cricket noise for that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we just passed Pride Month. Yeah. Uh, which was pretty awesome and also pretty dark. I had the best time of my life in a long time. You know why? I think it's everyone was just like celebrating life. Yeah. And I used to go to the parade a lot when I was a kid. And I remember the first time I went, I, my dad actually took me. And... Um, you know, it was always very fun, and then it got really, really political. And then this year was the first time I, I think people just like I'm gonna live, and yeah. I know it's a dark time, but I'm gonna fucking live and yeah. and and pay tribute to the our fallen our fallen girls, you know, yeah. and boys. That I think are a lot there. of people, including myself, realized for the first time maybe that 
we're all linked you know what i mean like sure. it's like since eight like yeah. it was like we're all connected and and yeah. when when one of our brothers or sisters mm-hmm. is in pain we feel it too you know what totally. i mean it was like um I know it just shed a little more light on what pride really meant. Yeah, I, I actually like really a had a good time, and I felt people um, really wanted to celebrate themselves more than ever. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. It was really nice. I even so I bumped to a friend of mine, and oh my god, he was shirtless, wearing this amazing necklace, and just had chiffon and just swinging <laughs> all around. I was like, you know that part of Priscilla Queen of the Desert with the, with the gold lame? Yeah, yeah, it was like that, and I'm like, work. You're like, yeah. I was like, yeah. That's who you are. Like, that's who you and are. And it was like, he couldn't even talk to me until that long. He was like, oh my God, go, go, I gotta go walk. I gotta walk. I gotta walk. <laughs> it wasn't even the point. It was on the sidewalk. <laughs> it was on the I sidewalk. love that. Well, we, as we all know, that with, with major progression comes a lot of aggression and tons of shade. You know, oh, with nice. every forward movement, there's a little step back. It's like the more we achieve, the more like we this. feel the resistance. Yeah. So that it's only normal that Pride ended with a hint of shade. Always. With the hashtag heterosexual pride day trending on Twitter. You know what's funny? It's like, you know, when everyone is saying, you know, you know uh, black lives matter and yeah, everyone like, and, and all, all lives, lives matter. matter. It's like I saw this picture of uh, an African-American woman who uh, there had a white hand across her mouth. It's like, oh, you could have that, but we're going to just say it this way. Yeah. It's you like, know? no, 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 no. No, it's not. You know what? Like, can we uh, like be a part of our movement? Yeah. Don't be don't try to get included and make it like a wider movement that just so you feel included. The whole point is that you're stepping out of your way to get into our experience exactly and to fight with us for sure not make this your fight no i i a thousand percent agree with you and i just feel like um you know it's one month that you could really uh uh with with the light of everything that's been happening it's like this this month matter the most yeah uh, out of all the years and especially after all that shit that went down exactly exactly i think that's why it like pushed like you know the bigots of America for sure to like get active on social media and do something stupid to just fuck with everyone yeah you know, well you know what boring cunts out there of course the shade was met head on because I mean haven't we all learned by now that never come for the queens ever we invented shade girl the no whole ever concept of shade came from a queen always and when I say queen mm-hmm. it's a broad term <laughs> So, I mean, here are my favorite responses to the disturbing hashtag. I can't wait. Heterosexual Pride Day is a reminder that we must keep marriage between one man and a series of progressively younger women. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. That's funny. (laughs) And I mean, that comment was like with a picture of um, Donald Trump with all his like different wives. Oh, God, that's hysterical. That's funny. And then someone else wrote, isn't 365 days enough ah, for you? And my favorite came in vocal form. Today is Friday or Saturday or Sunday or Monday or um, Tuesday or Wednesday (laughs) or it's Thursday, which means it is heterosexual pride day. As an ally, I wanted to celebrate the brave commitment of straight folks to love out loud in a world that encourages them to do so. Let's go back to one of the earliest documented straight couples ever, Adam and Eve. <laughs> Adam and Eve met like oh, most couples in that she came from his rib. Blah, blah, blah. So typical. 
Maybe it's a straight thing, I don't know. <laughs> Eve and Adam dared to love each other because God told them they must. Adam and Eve, however, were dealt a deafening blow when they were evicted from their home, thus creating the first known cases of heterophobic housing discrimination. But they didn't let bigotry get in their way. Which Adam and funny. Eve walked out of the Garden of Eden, thus creating the first documented straight pride parade. Oh, As time went on, heterosexual humans continued to fight against adversity, plagued with challenges like pregnancy, marriage, and universal acceptance. Tired of not seeing themselves represented in media, they invented media so that they could see avatars of themselves fall in love over and over and over again in what is now known as every movie ever. Happy Heterosexual Pride Day. Every f***ing day. Which, coincidentally, is the same day that we celebrate white people and men. Bitch was funny. Yeah, that was funny. Happy heterosexual Pride happy, Day, everyone. Happy, happy. We are your allies here at Allegedly. Yes. We love you and we celebrate you. Twenty getting your toaster four, oven seven. shortly. Yes, and your pregnancy test. <laughs> Don't procreate. <laughs> well, let's go into a, uh, a little fan mail. Oh, girl. People like us. You know, we. <laughs> Here at Allegedly, we're just new babies trying out this whole podcast thing, and we really appreciate all your support. It's been pretty dope. Yeah, and like our community's been growing, and we really appreciate when you share our podcast with your friends and family, and when we hear from you. You can always write us at allegedlynyc at gmail.com. Always. And we will answer any of your questions. Yes, please ask us stuff. Ask us stuff, and we will answer it here. And also, just let us know what you think about the podcast, and you know, we're down for a little conversation. I love that. Shane Style on Twitter, mm-hmm. who is also his uh, handle is at Luxurious Blue. Blue is spelled B L U. Shane Style, that's a great name. I know. Shane is a S H A N E Style. They wrote us a beautiful message that said, I love Allegedly NYC so much. It feels like when Wendy Williams was on the radio and a pop culture staple like Rhapsody and TRL. (gasps) Shush, that's good. so good. Thank you, boo. Oh my God. I mean, that's our goal. Here, I think we were trying to be like a little Howard Stern meets Wendy Williams meets uh, Love Phones. Uh, Meets Robin Bird. Meets Robin Bird. (laughs) (laughs) Meets all that good stuff. And a little Soul Train. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. <laughs> so uh, we also received an email all mm. the way from my favorite place on earth, Greece. What did, what did Greece have to say about us? Well, Marios sent us some questions mm. actually. Shush. So I'm gonna ask them to you and you can ask them back. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, he says, firstly, hello from Greece. What's Jessica up, Six fan here, big time. Aww, yeah. You're so sweet. And he said, I have some questions for both of you. Here we go. What mainstream music what will mainstream music be like in ten years? Girl, robots. <laughs> We're in it. We're, yeah, exactly. Everyone will just be icicles with a microphone that's shut off. I actually <laughs> thought of this because I recently heard this new Rihanna song and mm. where she sounds exactly like Sia. Because Sia wrote the song. Oh, yeah. So I thought they would create these like programs where like... Everyone sounds like, like Sia? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually happening now. But like imagine I created a program where like I, as a songwriter, sang a demo. Right. And then like Rihanna put her voice in this like software. Mm. And all we had to do was click Rihanna. And then it would just like change my voice to Rihanna's voice in every note. Ooh. And it's like she just put the track out. That's what that track sounds like to me. It's called Sledgehammer or something. You know what? It's probably going to be like that. 
I know we should make that. Everything's going to be like digital and insane. And it, like, there's going to be like uh, musicians that there's going to be no more musicians. It's, gonna, it's just going to be everything is going to be computer. No, well, I hope because I, I think things go in ebb and flows. Like I think vinyl's coming back. Oh well, yeah, vinyl's coming and, like, back. That's true. Uh, uh, tape is coming back. So hopefully, I know I saw a tape. Someone selling a tape player. I was like, people still have tape players. I still have some tapes. I still have my REM tapes, and like I my think people are going to find new ways to use analog shit like more create more artists i think artists right. will me oh, anyway. okay all right so uh he also asked what music genre can you not listen to uh like spiritual music that's true i can't any listen christian to any, rock yeah i can't listen to no. somebody who's gonna tell me that Sing i need about to Jesus. like look up to the stars and i'll find the answers oh it's funny because i knew i love the rapture yeah and then like I heard that a lot of their song, like their, that last album was amazing. Yeah. And I was obsessed. I and then I heard like, oh my God, all these songs were about Jesus. And You're I was like, like shut it down. What? what? And I listened to it again. And I just couldn't listen to it ever again. I need to listen to Shreda Compton now. Yeah. That was a legend. <laughs> uh, what's the name of all, your all time favorite song? Oh, the name of the all time favorite song. I have a, I have a lot. I'm a huge fan. One. One. All right. Uh, hey. Is that a song? Been trying to, to meet, meet you. you. <laughs> <laughs> the Pixies, yeah, that's a good one. I love that. That's song. like your theme song. I, if I hear that, I always think of you. I, I like someone better slip it in real quick. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta get a pick one. I would say "Love Is a Losing Game" by Amy Winehouse. Oh, that's a good one. Oof, that's a good one. Yeah. And what is the best dance song for the gym aside from "White Horse"? Ah, oh my god. Oh my god, I have so many favorite gym one songs. One song, if you oh. can only pick one. Fuck me up the ass. Oh, uh, Pussycat Dolls. <gasps> Which uh, one? Buttons. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Remember I bought the video and yes. we were just like, put it on a projector. We're oh. like, yay. And then we would pop it so hard that I had to actually uh, take off the next day at work because I popped and locked <laughs> it so hard. She did get whiplash. I got whiplash so fierce that I had to take off the work oh my the god. next day. Mine would be because I actually did recently do a spin class mm. and they played Ariana Grande, Ariana know. Grande's every day, every day. You love every day. that bitch. He gives it to me every oh, day. Wow. Every day. He gives it to me every day. Okay, sorry. Shut up, really? Well, thank you, Marios, for your questions. That was fun. That was fun. We love you. Lots of love from Brooklyn, New York. Marios. From allegedly. They say it right? Marios. Yes, Marios. That's nice. Yes, I know. Hi, Marios. That's quite gorgeous. Well, let's get into our new music section. I'm excited about this because... Oh, I'm super excited about this. Dev Hines, a.k.a. Blood Orange, has finally released his third album, Freetown Sound. Orange. Which I've been waiting for forever. We love Devante. Mm -hmm. He's a sweetheart. Mm -hmm. The title of the album refers to the birthplace of Hines' Sierra Leonean father. Gorge. He says that Freetown Sound is like a personal mixtape that you would make for yourself... A messy, in-your-own-world headphones vibe. Oh, I like that. There are many field recordings on throughout the album that Dev recorded while roaming around parks in New York, where most of the album was actually written. Uh, some of the lyrics throughout the album continuously repeat. There's one that I love that says, You chose to fade away with him. I chose to try and let you win. Mm. He says the lyrics became almost like a call for wanting warmth and closeness and that the simple idea of someone letting you in is a beautiful thing. That's lovely. Isn't he sweetheart? That's so sweet. He also posted a message on Instagram explaining that the album was intended for those that had been told they were not black enough, Ooh. too black, too queer, not queer the right way. Interesting. Yeah. 
he says the, the there's a lot of women's voices that are um, a lot of guest vocalists throughout the album and he says the woman's voice and not necessarily just her singing voice is powerful and needs to be heard it's the most important voice in general and that can't be denied I like that one of the tracks titled Desiree samples Paris is Burning yeah. and another one of uh, my favorite tracks in the album features Nelly Furtado oh where's that bitch been she's been with Devante cute that track is called Hadron Collider and here it is all right enjoy it blood orange freetown hey. sound Hadron mm-hmm. Collider featuring Nelly Furtado hi you're listening to Allegedly NYC
right? That was Blood Orange with I Hadrian live. Collider. I love it. Off the Freetown Sound album. That was sexy, uh, no? A beautiful, yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful track. That whole album's amazing. I suggest yeah, I everyone it. go out and get Freetown Sound. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. When you were playing the other day, I was like, this is pretty dope. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, okay, next up is Clams Casino, who I never heard of and discovered recently. Mm. He's an American electronic musician and record producer from Nutley, New Jersey. Where's Nutley? I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> He's produced tracks for ASAP Rocky, Lil B. He's also remixed Lana Del Rey. <laughs> His sound has been described as bringing together conventional hip-hop drums, a sensitive ear for off-the-side melodies, and an overdose of oddly moving atmosphere. Mm. He recently just shared a new collaboration with Kalela, who I so love and had the pleasure of meeting and performing with in Mexico with Hercules. Gorge. Um, the song is called A Breath Away, and it will appear on his upcoming album, 32 Levels, which I love that title. I like that, too. It reminds me of 32 Chambers. Is it 32 mm. Chambers 34 Chambers? I forgot how many It's an even are. number, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's out July 15th via Columbia, and here is A Breath Away. All right, let's do it. And after this, we're gonna have <gasps> our very special guest, oh, the talented, the delicious, the lovely, elegant, and smart, and vulgar, Carly Scorchy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, can't wait, girl. You're listening to Allegedly NYC. Allegedly. Why you? Keep making a fuss Like I said it's built on broken trust and lies All these years and you won't change inside I'm saying something, fuck a silent fight I'm tired
Okay, we're back, Hi. and joining us is Carly Scortino. Hello. Hi, Hi, welcome to Allegedly. We're so excited to have you. Yes. Um. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Take a bow, I'm really Pain. excited. All the way with hot weather. So it's ridiculous. ridiculous. My hair has become like five different textures right now. Pick one. <laughs> like, I'm dreading. Like, I'm literally dreading. My, my, my head is like locking. <laughs> <laughs> we try to air out the room before yeah. Carly arrives. <laughs> trying to be sweating in no. our headquarters. <laughs> so Carly is the voice behind the sex blog Slut Ever. She's also a writer of the Breathless column for Vogue magazine. Yeah. You're also a um, contributor to Vice. You work with Vice? Yeah, I'm doing uh, like a series of documentaries now about sexuality mm-hmm. and relationships from a female perspective. Ooh, gorgeous. <laughs> I have some stuff for you. <laughs> <laughs> How has it been working with Vice? It's fun. I just got back from Japan. That's insane. Oh, yeah. Sure. Was, was it really Japan? awesome? It was so amazing. We were interviewing women there. It was really funny because here in America, speaking for all Americans, well, and the circles I revolve in anyway, like people just talk about sex constantly, right? I mean, like yeah. that's, I hang out with you guys. Yeah, exactly. we, we get down. Yeah, like I feel like a normal thing my friends ask me when I see them, they're like, have you like threesomed anyone since I last saw you? Oh my God. <laughs> but there was like so hard to get people to talk about sex. Really? Yeah. Like what, like, like everything? But they're but okay. behind the scenes. Is it private? Like, is it something that you talk in private or everyone's like, is it in, like in your face? No, I just think it's um, it's a stereotype, but I think there's like a lot of repression and that they're kind of like, oh. you know, the social norms are really what they were here like in the 50s. Like women are supposed to be like submissive and housewives and right. um, take care of kids and, and no one talks about sex. And actually no one's having sex. Like their birth rate is like declining. Yeah, so this is not really? a very sexy oh story. God, I want to go there. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> They'd be scared of you. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be terrified of you. I think. Yeah, they'd be totally terrified of me. (laughs) You, uh, you lived in London for a bit. Yeah. So did you, right? I did. Yeah. For about a year. Word. You know, we that's where we get our sense of humor. I know. (laughs) We have to do a little research. That Monty Python humor. But you're not from London. (laughs) No, no. I lived there from when I was like 17, 18 till 24. Oh wow. Nice. Yeah. What brought you there? Um, like just wanting to get as far away from my parents as possible. Oh and I like knew they didn't have passports. So I was like, we're, they're not going to come get me. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I was going to drama school, but I dropped out after one semester mm. and instead decided to be like a squat rat, um, ketamine addict for six years. Fabulous. A little yeah. market research. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Character building. <laughs> and that's when you sort of started I guess jur- journaling or blogging. Yeah, blogging. Yep, mm-hmm. I was twenty-one, and basically I was living in this squat. It was like a squatted hostel. There was like sixteen of us, and there nice. was like a lot of like asylum seekers and like random families that didn't speak English, and you know what I mean. It was just like a weird, yeah. sort of interesting dynamic environment, um, and like drug dealers, sex workers, and stuff. And I was like, you know, I was like we should I should write down some of the stuff that happens in the house because it's yeah. noteworthy at uh, least I sounds it <laughs> and we were also like blacked out half the time so I just wasn't remember it was like also before people had cameras so there was like no documentation mm, of anything wow so I started it just being like oh I'll just write down some stories so we remember what happened and then and then like 10 years later that's freaking awesome She's yeah like, well and here I am yeah. a brand <laughs> yeah. a fully fresh brand <laughs> And then, <laughs> so you returned back to the big city. 
because I got deported. <laughs> um, it happened. I know. I had like a lot of like shady passport situation. Like you know, you know, you pretend to lose your passport over and over, and then you like put your passport in the wash, and like oh, eventually they were just like, you have to get out. You gotta now. go. Yeah. Please leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It's like me in Greece. I wait till like the last day of my like shrinking visa or whatever, and I'm like, shit. And they're like, go. Then they always put me in the room and count the days I've been there because it's been like Shit. to oh, yeah. the second. I'm like, I wait to the last minute. I'm like, gotta get it back to New York. Oh, <laughs> damn it! So I understand you. Oh, I know. But you say you think New York City is um, whether or not you like it, it helps you to focus and motivate. I said that. You did say that. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's like. <laughs> I just feel like New York City is sink or swim. You know what I mean? It's, it's like it's hustle on, or honestly, go. it's Hunger Games. You know? Like, you better get your shit together. You better have your fucking bow and arrow and get there. Yeah. And That's how I always think of our, our city. Yeah. And be really good at branding. Because don't they have to be good at branding on the, in that movie? Yeah, yeah, seriously. And running. <laughs> just run to get what you want. I can see Carly with a bow and arrow. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. I got this. For <laughs> But with your legs. <laughs> I think what I meant is that like in London, I lived on $4 a week and in New York, mm. you can't do that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I got to get a job now. Word. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, shit just true. got really real. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. You definitely have to have your hustle game here. Yeah. In New York, I feel like it's a place where there's always work. I feel like there's always yeah, there no is. No matter what you do, you can always like you can hustle out find something. something. Oh yeah. But yeah. also, everyone I know. I mean, I also work in publishing, and it's like a dying, disgusting industry where people are basically yeah. like enslaved. Yeah. Um, but so many people I know like have these weird side hustle things where it's like, I, right. Like I'm a journalist, but I also sell my underwear. Yeah. Or, exactly. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, or, like I'm a scientist, but I also pee on middle aged men. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> I'm a singer, but I also have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks you're like a famous fashion designer. I was like, listen, um, I have a five floor walk up. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing glamorous here. Yeah. <laughs> Uber, uh, yeah, I'm still taking the gypsy caps too. Uber pool. Cool. Uber pool. <laughs> exactly. And you said you went to London to escape your family. Were they, um, did you grow up religious? My parents are really, well, they, they've actually become less and less. They still are, but when I was little, it was, like, serious. Right. Um, you know, my mom was a religious educator. My dad was a member of the Knights of Columbus. And my mom would just, like, talk Holy out shit. loud to Jesus all the time. It Dang. was, like, a constant narrative. Holy like, moly. Jesus, like, what should I make for dinner? <laughs> and we'd be like, what? It was like she had an imaginary wow. friend. That's like, amazing. Do you have a Puerto Rican boyfriend? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Seuss. Like, <laughs> Oh, no. I, I grew up she Catholic. answered, yeah. What's more Catholic? I grew up like Catholic. Really? For sure. Like going to Sunday school. Yeah, just Sunday school, school, communion, confirmation, the whole shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. In the, like, yeah, that was the last time I wore white, to be honest. With <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's like those families where when you grow up, your parents constantly blame everything on the devil. Is that. Oh, yeah. It's like God will punish you. Uh, that was a, a saying. Like, if I did something bad, God's going to punish you. I remember that. Really? I no, like, I never got oh, that. I always like, got. It's not that serious. Well, I always thought that because <laughs> all our all our friends were Catholic, so when they drop food on the floor, they're like, oh my god, kiss it to God, kiss it to God, kiss it to God. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not dirty anymore, so you can eat it. So I was like, I was about that religion. <laughs> I was like, we can still eat this, and when you drop it in the rain, <laughs> Jesus is gonna get make it dry, and I can eat it again. <laughs> it's like magical thinking. Jesus is magic. <laughs> I know. I think of back to some of those times, like this. 
it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Did you get sex? Like, did you get a religious sex ed, which is basically don't have it? My mom would. Oh my god, yeah. My mom would tape these. She would watch EWTN, which is the Eternal Word Network, which mm-hmm. is like the God Channel. She would tape all of these shows where it was like nuns telling you like if you had sex before marriage that you were like a dirty shoe and and like she would make me watch it when I got home from school. <laughs> awkward. It's like, I just want to watch Gem. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't I just watch Gem? <laughs> I remember I was in Sunday school. I would go to like Sunday class oh, and then they started teaching us about Adam and Eve. Oh. And then I was just sitting there and suddenly I was like, I was like, well, I have a question. How if that's Adam and Eve, how are there like black people and Asian people and like if those are Deep. these and they were like, Oh, it's because they, um, they walked around and got tanned in the in the like long journeys, and I was like, "This is bullshit." And I went like, home to leaving. my mom, and I was like, "Mom, I'm not going there anymore." Thank God she was just like, "Okay." Thank God, that's Wait, awesome. That, I don't feel like that's a question I've heard used to like debunk that myth very often. More, it's like snakes can't talk, but like that's a better one. <laughs> I don't know why. I was just like this first thing came to my mind. Yeah, I'm like this is weird. That is pretty weird. Yeah. I always felt I always felt like I was always guilty for something. Like we couldn't do anything, or something was going to happen to you. Or but you went to Catholic school. I went to Catholic school for four years. Is the worst four years of my life. <laughs> I hated like, it Martin. so much, and I begged. Oh, I was totally worried. I was totally the craft. I wore a choker, <laughs> my Doc Martens, and my uniform. It was like really were you popular. Young. Um, didn't you get I, kicked out? I almost got kicked out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got kicked out because I I was like they I was an oddball. I was listening. To, I was like carrying heavy metal magazines. I had like big crosses, and they thought I was strange. So they had my parents come here. We don't know if we want her here. We don't want get this shut up you yeah. were like possessed by the devil i was possessed by the devil apparently for just listening to guns and roses <laughs> oh my god yeah so i was yeah i was there for four years and i asked my mother i begged my mother like please homeschool me like i don't can't i can't relate to anybody there i, I really don't like jesus like i'm not into jesus uh, like that uh, i mean i believe in something but i don't get to that point where i need to go on my knees there's a quote that you i i you know i've been stalking you a little since you were going to be our guest word research you said some things that i really loved you said uh think about the travesties the world would have faced if every great artist was thinking about their parents all the time it's a barrier you would have to get over i always felt pretty strongly about my own decisions yeah, that was actually, I don't remember saying that either, but like I, <laughs> but I remember that sentiment came from, so I, I interviewed Bruce LaBruce mm-hmm. when I was like, yeah, like 23, and I, I he's like the sort of gay art pornographer yes. and um, gay zombie porn, and I, I love what he does, and I remember saying, you know, how do you get into making gay zombie porn when you have parents, you know? <laughs> and he was just like, imagine if Fassbender or Warhol had not done something because of their parents, like what the world be, mm. would be missing. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, that's such a good argument. And like, it, despite sounding totally like self-grandizing to be like, well, like compare yourself to Andy Warhol yeah. and like what the world would be missing no, if you yeah. didn't just like blog about that like weird threesome you had, well, but like still. No, but <laughs> I think people are generally interested in that. Cause like, like you said, some people are so deprived and they, like I think people are really drawn to you because you're so open and free and you're you tell the truth and I think that's like I don't know it's appetizing to people yeah especially women they love like yeah like we love to hear girls that are we just love like, it when you talk about anal I'm like uh huh go on I'm taking especially notes especially up like <laughs> or, or you know <laughs> anything that you talk about I listen I'm like I read <laughs> I really do like, I can read <laughs> 
I think that also what writing is so solitary that sometimes you forget that people are going to read it. Like right. it's easier to be really confessional when you're just like alone on your laptop. Like I don't think right. I could go and do like stand up, for example, talking about my right. sex life. Like mm. right in front of an audience. That's terrifying. Yeah. Is it the hardest thing to press send after you write it? You're like, oh yeah, then you get this like, like n- n- butterflies <laughs> in your tummy. No, like, I just kind of forget oh. about it. I mean, I feel like within my social scene, I'm not extreme, but like comparatively, I guess, to like most of the po- female population, mm-hmm, maybe yeah. I, I, I am. But like, I just feel like com- I like surrounded by these like total, like everyone I hang out with is like, well, our friend, for example, the other day, like I always try and beat her. <laughs> I'm like, I had sex with like these two guys that I met on the subway. And she's like, I gave a blowjob to a guy that was wearing a breathing machine. <laughs> Us. She always. I'm like, how was your night? And it's like a picture. It's like a picture, and I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like, what did you do last Hulu. night? Oh. I just did. I just watched Hulu last night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ava used to do that to me a lot too. I, yeah, yeah. When I was a little bit more exciting. <laughs> true. But I'm you back. You also um, said that you at some point realized that people are private, so mm. you became more careful about how you incorporate other people in your stories. Yeah, definitely that was a learning experience. When I was first um, blogging, you know, I was blogging about how, like, my one girl that I lived with was, was like, an aspiring prostitute and, like, the oh. other guy dealt ketamine. Mm-hmm. And they are both, like, do, <laughs> like... That's, <laughs> that seemed pointed. <laughs> Maybe keep it on the DL. <laughs> yeah. A little pointed. I was talking about him admiringly, but I definitely realized that you have to ask people before you, like, out them and talk about their intimate life. That's I true. Know. No, that's yeah. true. I don't do that. I don't do that at all. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, did you try this? Are you working on a book? Yeah. Oh mm. my God. It's a nightmare. Because um, <laughs> just like books are really long. Yeah. <laughs> and I always wondered how like, I feel like you have to find a really comfortable place to write or like I would have to go to a cabin and like lock myself there with no yeah, Wi-Fi. A lot of people do do that. They'll, they'll go into a hotel for like three yeah. months or whatever. Yeah. Well, this is like what I've been going back and forth with recently and that was the exact analogy I use. I always feel like I get into these spaces where I'm like, okay, in order to do this, I have yeah. to like remove myself from society and like, yeah. like, you know, like not shower and not have the internet. <laughs> and then I realized that like 24 hours outside of like removing myself from socializing and right. like sex and fun makes right. life a nightmare. And like, I just want to be able to create work while like as while still it, having a life yeah like incorporate right. work into my life yeah, yeah of course and i think that it's like this sort of like archaic romantic idea of creation where you're like in a cabin or you're like sacrificing well how do you art. discipline yourself yeah. in that respect then how do you discipline like yeah how do you how's the book going yeah <laughs> well the one my friend kat marnell who's that writer she was mm-hmm. saying she was like just write 500 words every day when you wake up okay, and wow. then like go and do the rest of your shit and then like eventually you'll go into these holes where you're writing long per- i mean i write all I work, you know, like I write from home all day, every day, usually. Mm-hmm. But I just, if I can't like talk to people or like fuck or get drunk, like yeah. I want to kill myself. Why would I? Why yeah. would I you're make writing insp- something that inspired? Wanna... Yeah, right. You're like how, it's, how am I going to fuel this? It just sucks when the fire. thing you do makes you want to kill yourself. Like uh, trust you should me. be passionate about. <laughs> I know. It. Every oh, day I'm know. like, I love this. I swear uh, I love this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I love what I do. I love what I do. I love what I do. <laughs> Especially when you're alone. Do you yeah, do you? I alone? work alone. Oh, I used to work alone a lot. 
and um, I find it better that I might it's better when I work with people sometimes because it's just like I, I feel less crazy because yeah. I start getting crazy because you start obsessing over every little detail because you're just yeah because it's like it's a control thing on top of all that yeah. you know it's it's just you can become a little bit of a maniac in my in my case I became a maniac yeah it's so lonely and tragic yeah <laughs> <laughs> and are you working on a film as well a screenplay I wrote a screenplay which is now being like financed it's like partially financed but Genius. the process takes like forever yeah um, so it's been probably I guess like since I started writing it like three years and then it was finished this is a boring story it's like I can't really say much about it but like hopefully it will exist soon it's a it's a comedy about an abusive relationship Oh my god! Oh my god! That's, those are usually pretty amazing. funny. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got some information. If you yeah. need like someone, if you really need for anything, just always come if to you us. Need a reference. <laughs> Based on a true story. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, that's not real enough. <laughs> come, on, come, come over. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and are you into acting? You once were. You said you were into like drama school. I went to drama school and then I suddenly realized that because I did a lot of community theater when I was younger but I suddenly realized like actors are a nightmare yeah, <laughs> yeah. like and I re-remembered re that recently when I like moved to LA for the winter and I went on tinder and mm -hmm. I was like oh right actors are a nightmare because like the only people on tinder in LA are actors yeah you know it's so funny you cool. can always when I'm in LA I always know when I'm talking to an actor because yeah. they give you their business card no yeah. it's just it's just like every angle they <laughs> give you it's like a shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? They like and, they're not, and they're not blinking. They're, they're not like, blinking and they're not listening to you <laughs> <laughs> at all. It's not if you're talking about them. Oh <laughs> I was like, I'm I sorry, I didn't mean that. What were you saying? <laughs> and back to you. And back to you. But it's like, okay, I just feel like I my schedule is like very flexible and I make my own schedule. I work from home, right? But I feel like I can I can't do something with a nine to five of I realize. But like actors, it's right. too loose. Mm. Like I would I was in this actor for a while and I'd we'd wake up and I'd be like, What are you doing today? He'd be like, I'm a working actor. Well, like, even when they're working actors, yeah, mm -hmm. because like they they just like maybe they go to an audition and then they like work for like three days and they mm -hmm. don't work for like a month. Right. right. And you're like, what? Like the structure of it like gave me anxiety. He it would give me anxiety. Yeah, this is why I can't find a boyfriend because that's my schedule. That's totally your schedule. <laughs> I'm like, I'll do a little tour and then it's like, what are you doing today? I don't know. Um, Bubbles. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Writing. Writing. I got some emails. I'm just realizing things. <laughs> <laughs> Learning and lulling. <laughs> what I do every day. Um, I don't know. I understand. <laughs> you mentioned that one time you were into the BDSM and fetish scene when you were in London. Kind of. Well, that's when I sort of realized it, that it existed. This was like pre Fifty Shades, like pre mm -hmm. like we saw handcuffs at Victoria's right. Secret. Wait, we saw that movie together, actually. Oh my god, we did. Oh my god, we laughed like hysterically. All, we all went we're together. Like, this is to that good. <laughs> I mean, I kind of loved it. It you was hilarious. So you, it was hilarious. <laughs> Just us. Like, I mean, when he like went row. to like, did he go like, whipped her and on the beat the Beyonce song comes on? Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're like, oh my god. It was oh hysterical. And, and like Devonte popped in. I was like, this is like a psychedelic dream. Like, oh yeah. Oh, it's like really. Col colorful crew it was hysterical <laughs> but also like the stupid she was such a stupid character remember that one oh. scene where she walks in and he like had poured them wine and she was like Christian what's this and the woman <laughs> sitting next to us was like it's wine bitch <laughs> 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 She's like, 
that wasn't even that bad. Uh, like the, uh, the you know the S and M part. I'm like this is not. I mean, I've seen worse on Red Tube in that movie. <laughs> Actually, it was worse than what movie that I did I see recently, and I rewent to see it. I don't know. It was some sex movie from the '90s, and I was like, this is way worse than freaking Fifty Shades. Whatever. Right. But I think that people just like weren't. My, my mom read it you really? know and she was Your like catholic jesus mom read this yeah and she was Go like on. that's what this that's the like di- di- that's who it's for it's yeah. like blew her mind she was like did you know that what pussy whipping is no she was like did you know that p- pussy whipping is a thing and i was like i mean yeah like i guess i knew in the back of my mind i wasn't like thinking actively <laughs> you about write, it you didn't draw her and you didn't write, like, yeah. <laughs> like um kind of <laughs> I read she was like, it. I just like never knew that that existed. Like it kind of like the idea that these things even happened mm-hmm. had like never occurred to her. Right. Right. So I think it was like an eye opener, you know. Uh-huh. And then she's like, maybe now I can talk to you <laughs> about my day. Can I come inside? <laughs> <laughs> she's like calls you more often now. She's like, I think I get it now. <laughs> it was like soon after that that she came up to me once and like she had had like a couple lemon drop shots. <laughs> And like that's such a she, mom shot. <laughs> <laughs> and like totally non sequitur. She looks at me in the corner of her eye, like we're not talking about sex at all. She's like, Can you come from penetrative sex? And I was like, Oh my not god, not usually. That's a, that's a question. Uh, yeah. yeah. And she was like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like oh I feel god. like she's been like waiting to ask. <laughs> and then it's all like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> So that baked potato you made was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What does the word slut mean to you? Yeah. Oh my God. I've been thinking about this a lot for my book. Oh my God. That's amazing. Well, what I, the reason I think that slut is a powerful word is that I think that like, like any way of reclaiming something, um, it feels really cool and powerful and kind of like, ha ha, mm-hmm. to like take back and hijack a word that's intended to hurt you and use it like as a tool yeah. of power mm-hmm. or like and power and irreverence you know so i don't know what i think i have just like a specific gene but i remember like from the early days of being called a slut in high school i immediately liked it like i didn't need to go through a period of like you know being finding my sexual identity and being empowered because i was always like i associated with sluttiness as being like well i get like i get a lot of sex you know yeah. what i mean like sexually yeah. successful like yeah i can like Ooh, I fuck like who that. i want yeah. sexually successful yeah i like that a lot too i also feel like i have a little bit of like a provocative gene so like mm, the fact that think? i could yeah <laughs> the fact i think that now I could, we know where she mom coming out slowly slowly the mother's like pegging question <laughs> 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 <Glad> mark <laughs> like I think the fact that I could anger men just like simply by being sexual was like mm-hmm. fun for me. You right. know what I mean? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's like, a, uh, it drives you when you like piss someone off, especially a man. Oh my God. <laughs> it's amazing. It's- Go on, you want that? Just like put a video on YouTube of yourself just like standing there and like men are like fucking horse Like, yeah. oh my God. I saw a video like that recently where a girl was like wearing a tube top and waiting for her boyfriend and then some guy was like what are you a prostitute like cursing her out on the streets and then a gang of people started like beating him up i was like this is awesome this is really awesome (laughs) the internet irl (laughs) oh my god so yeah i love angry trolls they fuel me yeah speaking oh my god thank you i need that are they so funny though because it's just like how lonely are you yeah. How bored are you? Uh, yeah. Like, are you having a latte with a heart in it? Like, just, just doing shit all day? Like, I just don't understand. 
Are you with like a little dessert and your little heart thing and just being a whore bitch all day? <laughs> you know? <laughs> your Blackberry. So nasty. I, I, oh, yeah, I was typing. Uh, I, did air, I did air Blackberry. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are your views on monogamy? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, not just for you, but in mm. general. Oh, yeah. For you also, but in, in, in general as well. I feel like I think of monogamy like carbs, where I'm like, chill for some people, like, don't work for me. <laughs> like, Gluten-free. Yeah, I'm gluten-free and monogamy free. No, I just like have tried it so many times and I've failed every time. Mm. And uh and I just have suddenly realized that I'm not gonna promise myself that anymore because I'm not good in it. It doesn't make me happy. Like I think some I had like a uh, light bulb moment when mm. my friend who's a human sexuality professor at NYU, her name is Jana Franganova, I like butchered her last name. Anyway, she was telling me about this thing called sociosexuality, which is a mm. scale mm. of um, sort of like how sexually predisposed to monogamy you are, basically. So it's like, just like there's a scale of gender, right? So like some people are like super feminine or in the middle mm. or like super masculine. And there's a scale of sexual orientation where some people are like very gay or very straight. Mm. Sociosexuality is like, so it's also exists on a scale. So some people are like quite promiscuous and like happy to have like sexual relations with a lot of people. And some yeah. people are very naturally monogamous. Yeah. Mm. And like, in order to find a, a correct partner choice for you, you kind of have to find someone who is similar on that scale to you. So like, my problem is that I feel like really, I like having casual sex, it makes me feel good and I gain confidence from that and I wanna be able to do that. But like, so if I'm constantly getting in relationships with people who are naturally quite monogamous and it makes them feel uncomfortable to not be in that space, right. then that relationship isn't gonna work out. And I feel like that's not something we're ever taught. I think we're just taught like, yeah. get it together and just like only fuck your partner oh yeah, yeah. no especially when you grow up like with in a religious kind of background especially like, that because right. you always have you're yeah. built, there's yeah. this beautiful guilt that they just install instill in you and yeah. it kind of sucks it yeah really like sucks a, a decondition yeah. or do this unconditioning kind of thing yeah mm -hmm. do you guys are you chill in monogamy i yes and yes i mean i've had experiences <laughs> where i've not been amazing at it <laughs> but um I, th I have had a good run yeah i had a really good run and i was with somebody for obviously a really long time and um i know how hard it can be when things get dried up and you just like don't know what to do anymore and it gets really difficult well that, yeah i think that's different than like just have what's instilled in you maybe right no but there's always mm -hmm. that guilt i feel like especially the certain time of the year where you're like a horny bitch and yeah. you want to be with everybody and then you go home to the same person and you're like what are you doing here i want to <laughs> you're like i didn't want to fuck you oh i wanted to fuck the deli guy like yeah. like i really want to fuck the deli guy right and um and you know it just gets hard it just gets hard to be sexual for the one person for yeah. so long. i don't think we're literally we're not built that way yeah i don't think we're built that way and i think that we have this Catholic guilt in us to just do that and be that and, and, and fucking cater to your man and just be like the perfect little person. Yeah. And then we're supposed to shut down like our sexuality and the variety that is out that door right now and just like, mm -hmm. you know, watch Hulu and fucking <laughs> jerk off your man because it's Wednesday. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, mean, I love the idea of monogamy. I mean, I've, I kind of cheated on almost all my boyfriends no I've there's Except two that you didn't the last two mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but Give me a I minute. <laughs> Disclaimer. Um, but I think I'm. I think my and my last boyfriend actually cheated on me, mm. which is kind of like the first time in my life I found that out. I guess. Yeah. Mm. And I was kind of open to the idea of him sleeping with other people too. And then I thought, oh, maybe then we if we just had this discussion where we both are open with our worlds we could then just focus on being in love right. it was the first time i thought like maybe if we just take out monogamy out of, take monogamy out of the equation mm. we can then really make this work but they, and but guys, they were like no no guys it's, but guys <laughs> are like, funny like I that they can do the that one. like there are certain times where i've felt like it's always agreeable in the beginning between a couple and then when the girl finally does it the guy goes ape shit yeah I've, I've seen that several times where it's like okay let's do that and then like the girl actually does it they're like wait whoa wait you were serious this is gonna happen i'm like yeah because we just agreed to it <laughs> but he could like but he could you know you know gallivant and have a good time but like she it's always kind of weird i mean it's just a super hetero thing i don't know i mean i've learned a lot from you regarding one article you had uh, about open relationships and yeah. I, you said you know i and i told other people about your article that talk about having an open relationship with their partner and they usually are like I, you, what you said was no repeat offenders and right. I th- and I took that to heart because like if when you have more sex and more uh, you have sex a couple of times with one person kind of can get emotional but if you just have like yeah. a one night stand kind of thing that kind of sets a tone it is complicated though because I, like I've been in open relationships and I've tried to negotiate like exactly where the the boundary is mm-hmm. because it's kind of complicated because like one night you don't always want to have one night stands because one night stands are sort of like yeah hard to set up if they're if they're going to be completely random right. and often you, you never wanna... know if it's going to work be worth it right yeah exactly <laughs> like the sex probably isn't that good on the first time mm-hmm. also to give yourself to say like only once makes. So say you fuck someone only once and you're only you're not that's like you're not allowed to anymore based on right. the rules of your relationship. You're probably gonna really want to fuck them again. Fuck yeah. Whereas like if you let someone have sex like a few times, usually if you have sex with someone a few times, you're like kind of bored unless you want to <laughs> date them, right? Right, right? Like you're like two or three and you're like chill, like novelty's over. I get it. Right. Right. And that's then I started thinking like maybe two or three is better because you get you like get it out of your system mm. but then it's like where is the line because like if having sex with someone like five or six times then it's like okay hold on like now right. you're having like inside jokes and like moments and memories right yeah. would you be into having like a third or is that like polygamy that sounds like too much emotion my friends are poly and it's like they just like talk about their relationships with each other all day it's so much negotiation i'm like i'm yeah. too busy for that actually uh, oh it's totally i heard like someone talking about that like well i gotta go ask peter if like John and I can have a date tonight, like I we just can't. need permission and permission and permission and permission. I'm just like, no, oh my no, god, no, no, no. no! I am hustling out here. I don't got time for all that. No, 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 no. <laughs> First of all, I'm busy on Wednesday, so I can't. Me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like it's like an agent just yeah. like organizing it all. It's like a group text moment. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if like they are on a group text. If you're, they have to have like a Google stuff. Calendar or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. What uh, do you identify as bisexual or like what's your like sexual identity how would you if you had to i hate labels but just curious yeah like i was gonna say i feel like i've gone through a a ton like i definitely you like when i was younger i would identify as straight for a really long time and then Mm -hmm. like i started and then i was like a straight girl who like sometimes had 
sex with girls like often in threesomes but I, I didn't even like consider it part of my identity mm. and then as I started to sleep with more women and then like obviously once I had a girlfriend like a serious relationship with a girl I was like okay I'm bisexual and then I was like mm, turn bisexual solves these complications because like blah 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 it like right. per- it assumes that there's only two genders and like and then people say bisexuality doesn't exist and also like often people think it means you're 50 50 so I was like mm-hmm. oh I'm just like queer but then I was like, queer is such a like, culturally loaded word. I don't know if I like necessarily like associate myself with a queer, even though I have a lot of queer friends. Right. I don't know. Like, I think saying queer is like, it feels like too much of a label to me. Like I'm yeah. queer feels like it comes like before my personality or something. Right, yeah. Right, right. So now I've started to say, oh, then I started to say I was down for whatever, but then my mom <laughs> told me that's not a bad. So now I, I say- for W. <laughs> Christ, mom. <laughs> And now I say your mom's like cooler and cooler. Yeah, yeah. It truly is. <laughs> that, I, you know, it's that Fifty Shades. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, wow. I think flexible is good, or like I'm nothing. I'm just, I'm just happy. Nice. Yeah, here. I'm, I'm here. I'm yeah. DTF is pretty good though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you date a guy or a girl with a flip phone? No. Well, <laughs> I would. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> TPT. <laughs> Although, okay. So I... Uh, <laughs> I was texting with somebody just recently and the green bubble came up and I was like, oh. Wait, I, I just wrote about that. <laughs> really? I just wrote that. I was like, green texts are disgusting and they're a deal breaker. Oh, oh my God. I actually okay. read that. Yeah. And it was interesting. Shut up, up, really? Because green texts are gross, right? I mean, it just looks like a a slime. slime. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Nickelodeon. It's like like I'm getting slime. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Also, though, it just says something weird. I feel like the guys who have an Android or like tech or like sort of finance guys who don't don't care about aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Who have you know like baggy so funny? pants? You know what's so funny? Ooh. I just I just got into the iPhone game just last year. I had to get you in that game because you were I, I got girl. bullied I'm into getting an iPhone, and now you crossed over. I cross over. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks. Because imagine <laughs> no one was annoying. talking to me. No one was talking to me. And we you, even fucking. You fuck up group text <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you you don't know their thought bubble. You don't know. Yeah, well, certain emojis that couldn't go through. I couldn't get no. I couldn't get How one emoji. How am I supposed to express myself? <laughs> How can you send me a emoji? <laughs> what are fashion feelings? Oh, mm. I remember that quote. <laughs> I said, "It's okay to, to care about the way someone dresses, but fashion feelings are not the same as real feelings." <laughs> I guess it's like Interesting. elaborate. <laughs> I guess it's sort of like this, t- like. It, it confuses me because I do feel in a lot of ways that you can tell exactly who a person is from what they're wearing. Oh my God, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like that's why Tinder works. Like that's why I can look at four photos of someone and be like, I can assess like everything about you and like where you went to school right. and like what you're going to say and what you're going to be like in bed. Like I actually feel like I'm off, you're often kind of right. Can you come yeah. over tomorrow? Kevin <laughs> 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 is a consultant. I need a consultant. <laughs> that's why when people are like kind of naked, you're like, hmm. Can I see a clothes photo? <laughs> Actually, no. Let's right. cut to the chase, like, though. What are you no? wearing? No, but you want to know oh. what they're wearing. Oh, I guess yeah, it depends want... your attention. You know, I I remember a thousand like a long time ago. I went on a date with somebody who was wearing um like Skechers platform sneakers. Oh, that's no, that's a no for me. And that's I was crazy. like, did, why did you do this to yourself? Obviously, deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, Is that God, bad? 
no, is that bad? Because like your clothes are literally the way that you choose to manifest your personality to the exactly. rest of the world who don't know you. So like it literally is putting on the costume of your personality, yeah. right? And if you don't care, then I mean, I do get time to go just yeah. to go to bodega. I do. But that's a certain t- that that's also saying something about them. Yeah. It's like saying something about like their level of masculinity because they're like are almost too sort of like stereotypically masculine to even care about the way they look. Right. And that probably says something to you about the way they're going to fuck you. Ugh. You know what I mean? Oh my probably God, really yes. good, right? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hard. Hard leg pants. Yeah, you're going to get it. Do you have uh, relationship goals? Like, do you, are you, mm. you like, do you believe in love? Yeah, I've been in love a lot. I fall in love, I think I fall in love pretty, well, I've definitely been in love like a handful of times. Like mm-hmm. some people say are they you like have a never. Wait, are you a Libra? Yeah. Oh <gasps> shit! That's the why trilogy. we're fucking the trilogy. We're both Libras. You know yeah. that, right? Are you, you know Libra? that? When's yeah. your birthday? October sixteenth. <gasps> Twelve, thirteen, 13. sixteen. Wait, that's I weird. Smell, I smell a birthday. because oh, I, I, I think I fall in love with somebody magical. like twice a day, once a week. I th- we're known for being like major, <laughs> major <laughs> crusher. We always crush. Like you crush like every day. You, I crush like every minute. Uh, yeah. Like I'm always have a crush. And to the extreme point, but now I can pre- I like can predict myself. So what, like whether I'll get a crush on someone or I'll sleep with someone, and then for the next like week or two, maybe like ten days, I'll think about them for every second. It will be like a hindrance oh, every moment. And got your dishware. Yeah, like, in your exactly. Head, right? yeah. I imagine oh like what it would be like <laughs> when they like met my parents. Oh yeah, yeah. I got wind oh chimes for our porch. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's gonna like my mom. I don't know if he's gonna like my sister. And then you break <laughs> up. Also, yeah, and then oh, like, oh, we broke up horribly. <laughs> and then like ten days later, you're like, you literally can't even fully ima- like remember what he looks like. You vomit in your mouth. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's like I was, no, what the fuck, I was thinking. It's crazy. Though. And you just play drugs or alcohol, and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> oh you know, I was really hot. My period. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> do, you, do you have like qualities you look for in a person, or like what? Have, what has really like made you like fall in love? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like such cheesy stuff. I like people that are really smart. Oh, you know what? I like people that are good talkers. Like mm, people that can talk. That's important. So funny. I love that and humor and yeah. rare. I know, and I hate yeah. I hate to be cliche, but I humor is a big shit for me. Me yeah. too. If you don't make me laugh, there's no way I'm gonna get wet. <laughs> I know. I did it a not funny person kind of recently, and I kept telling everyone about it i was like i'm dating this person and he's not funny like i was like it was like as if <laughs> i was as if i was being like it's he's an funny. addict i was like he's not funny and i don't know um it didn't work out but no yeah i don't know someone who's like oh fuck i have no idea this is my problem this is what i'm gonna be Wait, single no. for <laughs> oh let's go on to you tomorrow later did you fall in love with your gynecologist once Okay, so my I think my gynecologist is flirting with me because like <laughs> why your legs were open, where you're like, so what are you doing tonight? Like, we've had like a, we had we've had moments. Shut up! Is he cute? Yeah, it's kind of. Shut so up. this is the thing. So like he comes to I met him a few like months ago. No I changed way. my doctor, and he like comes. Are you in, going every three months now? Because <laughs> I've gone a lot over the course. of... <laughs> <laughs> the past six months. Well, basically, what happened yeah. is I went in because I needed to get my IUD replaced, so I needed to go in for a checkup. Ooh. And he comes and he looks like, like the lead of a rom com. It's so, Ugh. it's so like cheesy hot. Like oh my god, god. Like, like a Matthew McConaughey. Like yeah. The guy okay. Ugh, what? I'm like, how are you? It's so weird. They're gonna call it. He's like so. Scoot down. Yeah. Mine like, is like 80. You like so wolf down. Mine hates my vagina. He just pulls it. And I'm like, hey, guy, that's attached. 
So I obviously gonna give me a number. <laughs> oh my god. Go That's on. Crazy. Okay, so I so then he's like, Oh we, we can I just felt like he was flirting with me. I was probably being flirting with him too, and then he was like, Oh well, we can fit you in, I can fit you in like tomorrow. Like we'll I'll like make time for you in oh my, my god, other I office. Can't say so then I go fitting in. I stayed up all night <laughs> fitting in. I stayed up all night on Coke at like a strip club. Ah. And then I go there and I'm so hungover and like he's like wrenching open my um, like cervix and yeah. so like he's like you know like do anything just track yourself like tell me a story and I was like last night it was a strip club and like I started telling him about the strip club and then I was like oh you want to see some photos so I was like showing him like photos <laughs> from the strip club <laughs> while he's like trying to dilate my cervix oh my god oh my god and then he did an STD test and then he called me personally and left a voicemail on my phone which I feel like is not normal and he's that's like, not normal he's like I just wanted to tell you that you have no STDs <laughs> No STD. Yeah. So what are so, you doing for dinner? <laughs> Imagine that'd be so dope. He's like, so I'm DTF. <laughs> I just read your blog. Yeah. Oh I want to ask him out, but I feel it'd be awkward. I, next time I see him, I'm gonna check if he has a wedding ring. I, I forgot to look. Well, yeah, they oh have God, to take I it know. off while they're working. I would assume. Well, you, you just look for a tan line. Oh shit! Right. I love when guys like talk to you and use like a tan line. Oh no! They're I had like, a guy one time do like some <laughs> some like outed. yoga on his finger to hide his ring. I was like, what are you hiding? He just like was like a gang sign to hide his <laughs> ring. And I was like, dude, you're either married or you're a crib. Yeah, you're a crib. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. I'm down with the crib. (laughs) I do look good in red. That's blood, girl. That's racist. That is racist. (laughs) Now we're going to get shot. Thanks. Uh, Oh, my God. Um, Okay, so I have, what advice would you give someone that's going through a breakup? Yeah, girl. And having a hard time getting over it? Oh, I'm listening. The worst breakup. Were you around me when I was going through that breakup? Was my ex? I think yes. I was on like a downward spiral. Really? How, what, what were you doing? What like, are you what, like when you spiral? Yeah. Do you get self-destructive? I was just like, like in unable to function in a way that I didn't ever think I would be. Like when you know when you see people from a distance going through breakups and they're like losing their mind and you're like weak. Mm. You're, you're like yeah. you're like yeah. Sort of like pride yourself on the fact you're like I'm like a, like. 4% sociopathic so Four. like I don't care about anything I'm like super aloof and then like yeah. someone breaks up with you and you're like I'm gonna die but yeah, yeah. Um, my immediate thing is like to distract myself like yeah like start sleeping with other people that um, get drunk a ton wait hold and, on like, I gotta get a pen coke right <laughs> <laughs> the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else yeah that's true I think true. And, true. Do, and do blow Blow helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think you're like literally just you're supposed. You can use it as an excuse to be the worst version of yourself ever. Exactly. God, I'm so slash the best. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're glowing from crying. (laughs) (laughs) But everything is gonna be like you know, like my therapist says. She's like, you're not gonna die from a breakup. You know, this is true. We're not gonna die, but you definitely feel like broken. Like my doctor told me, dick is not that serious. Your doctor said that? What kind of doctor? <laughs> I remember I like freaked out once and I went for like a checkup and I was like, oh, just please tell me everything's going to be all right. She's like, everything's fine. You know, dick is not that serious. <laughs> I was like, she just read me. Did my doctor just read me? How's it read? That was a read. Wait, I'm going to start saying that. Dick yeah. is not that serious. Dick's not that serious. We've been saying it since that appointment. Maybe you should change your podcast to be called Dick is not that serious. That's oh. a good idea. Yeah, just in case we get sued that for this happen, one. Because yeah. there's another allegedly. So. Yeah, oh, really? so we might have to change it. Wait, I want to tell you. So I love the name of your podcast because I used to have this idea that never manifested, obviously, that I <laughs> wanted to start an all-female talk show like The View. But it, but it was just called apparently 
<laughs> so you could just say literally anything you wanted, but if you said apparently before. a Libra well, on the uh, uh-huh. <laughs> And we have a crush every week that we bring in. Yeah, yeah. Two. And we just eat chicken in front of him like, hey. Oh my God, Ava did that once, I did actually. Once. Oh my God. What'd you do? No, I mean, I picked up a really young kid on the street one time. Wait, tell me everything. Oh my God. So we're wasted. Oh, and we see this hot boy, boy. And uh, we're like, and he's like, stops. And you were like, yeah, what are you doing? And we're like, we're just like insane. So we're like, come up, come upstairs with us. Uh, wait, first, I remember he had a friend. Yes, he had a friend. And you're like, I'm like, oh, because we were talking to that guy. And yeah. she was, I was like, talk to his friend. And she's like, he's gay. And I'm like, he's not oh, gay. God. And she like, oh, God, this and she is was telling him to his face somebody. that he was gay. Mm-hmm. And she took a photo of him and said, look, you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're gay. I don't know. Honestly, I don't want to know how I'm still alive sometimes uh, with this fucking mouth. <gasps> but yeah, so we bring the straight one <laughs> back home with us, and we were hungry. So we ended up getting like a two of us got like a big plate of rice and chicken, and we're staring at him on the couch. And we're like, this is after because oh, I read it, we hooked up. Oh yeah. Then the next morning, who hooked up? You and I the guy. Up yeah, the guy. I woke up to. <laughs> So like he, a hard on jog, like he was wearing like jogging pants no no boxers. I walk out you're on the couch with your topless, topless, topless. eating chicken eating chicken and I go and sit next to him yeah. like girl oh my god this guy was so like cute and yeah. he walks out and she's just chewing on the chicken she's like she's so fucking hot oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened we did a lot of stuff that day how, wait, how old was he? <laughs> 18 for sure no <laughs> 18 for allegedly he was 18 apparently <laughs> apparently he was apparently. 18 he's I probably d- 17 i think that, that <laughs> <laughs> that's noise first recording <laughs> i was like i, I want it i've been trying to do that recently trying to just like pick people up like on in bars or in the street it's really hard because like i feel like people are so online now yeah that, like mm. it's hard to go into a bar and just like get someone to pay attention to you that sucks. I'm really good at it. <laughs> I can't. I'm really bad at the online Carly, stuff. Carly, you can leave if you want. <laughs> I mean, I'm the opposite. I'm really bad at the online thing. Like with the I don't know what apps. the fuck I'm doing either way. I've, I found so many hot guys on the apps. Mm. And then we'll chat. And then somehow it'll just fade away into the next one. It's just there's so many. It just becomes right. like a thing of like just chatting with hot guys. Right. But then when it comes to meeting, I'm like, am I really going to meet this guy? Like you, you're the one that's kind of like oh, I don't know if I'm yeah, gonna be bothered. Like, mm, I don't know what the etiquette. Yeah. I don't know what the edit, etiquette is for all that shit because you start chatting with somebody on these thingies, and then yeah, it just fades away. Like, do I pursue this? Like, how does this work? Yeah, I think it's almost like there's a bubble period where it's like you can't ask too quickly. Like when when you just match and someone's like hey what's up you want to get a drink you're like okay too quick like right. i, I want to know a little bit about you i want to at least like the, a text exchange to know that you're like a person and yeah. you're kind of funny and, and then whatever. we can chat at least if you don't yeah. physically like, like each i'm other. not gonna reapply my makeup for this right, right. no yeah okay i'm not gonna like <laughs> wash my yeah yeah sink. do that whole ritual uh, do a yeah. little honey wipe yeah yeah so but then if it's like <laughs> longer than a week it suddenly becomes too long yeah right i feel like, it's I like yeah. a per- the only one things that have worked for me is like a persistent guy right. i really into persistence like yeah eight slash stalking 
Yeah. Right. Like I need a guy to write me all the time to keep me interested. Or I'm See? like, no. I read that recently and I did not like it because it was too much. It was like, good morning. How. And I'm like, Oof. oh, no, that's a bit much. No, 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 no. I got like a lot of that. After and I was 6 like, PM. and then I was like, <laughs> why is this happening? No, I got one at eight. It was eight. Okay. And I yeah, thought I that was eight a.m. That's rude. That's early. I thought that was pretty early that's for a scary. morning. I thought it was he like, just hey, got morning home sunshine. Or he's going to work. No, he was going to work. But still, I thought there was like, I thought it was pretty early, and then it was like all day. I'm like, so what are you doing now? I'm like, dude, I you don't know me. And then he was like, You're yeah. so, and it was like too much. Like, what's for dinner? Like, it was just too much. And I was like, dude, no, no. Like, I don't know if I want to tell you what I'm having for dinner until I've met you. Like, that's almost like more intimate. That's like, yeah, it's too much. He, I think he wanted that's the girlfriend true. experience really fast, like yeah. really fast. And I was like, I'm not looking for that. I was just mm. conversations cool. Yeah, but like he wanted the whole like. So tell me about your day. I'm like, I don't want to fucking. I don't want to know about your day. So I'm definitely not going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst question how, ever. How was your day? Uh, and you're like, I don't know. I think you, all of us are the same way. Once you put that key in the door, I forget about the day. I'm like, all right, what's next chapter it depends of the day? Really, ninety percent of the time, I could safely say I do that. Yeah. Um, I want to make a suggestion for a column. I don't know if you've done it already. Okay, mm. I need help. Have you done a column on post-op sex? No. I've been wanting someone to do that. Really? I've never read one. Like someone saying like, because there's a lot of like trans columns or like op-eds or whatever. <gasps> Wait, that's a good one. Do you know yeah. like people I can like interview? I mean, hello. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, because I, I was so lost at first with like my new vagina and I'm like, oh my God, this is, I would even like, Ava, is this? normal yeah like, yeah it's normal for guys that eat you out and sometimes it sucks it's sometimes it's like, it really sucks oh. <laughs> i was like okay so it's not i just thought maybe it, you weren't feeling anything like really oh you mean like it? sometimes head sucks oh you yeah. were like oh welcome to being a <laughs> <laughs> i'm like girl sit down uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like even just like the orgasm things i think there's a lot of like people don't under know that actually like yeah. the post-op vagina really works and it's really mm-hmm. hot yeah your yelp review is amazing i saw three dollar signs first of all <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> i'm offended <laughs> the directions Hashtag were really offended. easy <laughs> <laughs> i just got her mouth open <laughs> edit edit <laughs> um can i ask you a question yes Hmm. Because I was talking to uh, a friend recently, and I was asking her, like, well, she was saying that sometimes she's post-op, and she was saying that she doesn't tell guys, like, you know what I mean? And, like, sometimes, but she she (laughs) was saying that, like, you know, she doesn't tell guys, and sometimes they don't know, and she was saying, but if a guy's, like, a total asshole to her, sometimes as they're walking out the door, she'll say, by the way, I used to be a man. You better run after that shit. You better run. Girl, you better. Gra- I hope you have your purse in hand when you do that shit. I think that's a new <laughs> type of terrorist. <laughs> that's a that's a bomb. Trans terrorist. That's a bomb. <laughs> that's definitely a bomb. <laughs> oh my god! Can Hold. Yep. Yeah. But like, um, do you? Is like, I guess that like, do you tell every guy you sleep with? I I've actually have not told every guy I've slept with. Well, see, um, I actually had have a pussy though. Like, you, yeah. I mean, aren't those no, I think over? it's. In, I think you have to. I feel well, like you know, because one of our episodes yes. we talked about in Britain, if you don't tell someone that you're a post-op, and they find out after, you can be convicted of rape. <gasps> what? It's like yeah, girl. a law. Like you have to let you the person to jail. know. Even kissing is considered mm. rape if you don't let your partner know that you're trans. What? Yeah, girl. 
So Gag. thank God we don't live in Britain because I would be in jail. Oh. Yeah, no, you, like, girl, I would, Carly and I could be at Zoom, like, like, a, like a, that weird phone call. I was like, I don't know this number, and I pick it up. I'm like, girl, do you have a debit card on you? <laughs> finish up. Actually, we can't finish. We have to go to a fucking 41st precinct. <laughs> it's funny because I, I actually, after I got my insight changed, I hooked up with this guy drunk with, I was with, um, I went to a party, whatever, I hooked up with this guy. I didn't think about it because I thought he was friends with he was mutual friends of like mutual friends. Yeah. So I just assume everyone knows. Your like team. I'm online. I'm like yeah. you know public. Yeah. Whatever. Google, whatever. So we hooked up and it was like awesome. And then we were talking for a while and then suddenly he just disappeared mm-hmm. and blocked me from like Snapchat or something. Oh my god, that was easy. That's and wonderful. I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, that's a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it was like kind oh. of funny. We was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you know, okay, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those like hookup. Guys, you just yeah. put your phone. And you're like, thanks. Okay. And then I was like, what? And I spoke to my friend. I'm like, and he came to me. He's like, yo, you hooked up with blah blah blah. And I was like, oh shit, he told you. He's like, yeah, we were on a group text. Shit. And one of them asked one of the DJs like, oh, so you're gonna roll through with Nomi? Yeah. Like to the party, but he thought that they were like, oh, do you like hooked up with Nomi? They, they, he's like, yeah, I hooked up with Nomi. Yeah. And they were all like, oh shit. And they told him. Your that team. I was trans and like oh, you hooked up with Nomi like what's up they all wanted to know what how the, the pussy deal was, was. Yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> they wanted me up yeah. and then he didn't know so he was like flipped out deleted me a month later adds me back and it starts stalking me again what a weirdo yeah that happens a lot with trans girls where the guy gags and then a month later is like damn that pussy was dope <laughs> <laughs> I can get past this or like whatever I don't know whatever it may be it's just I think a deep-seated societal homophobia right Mm -hmm. like that they are so confused about what they feel about it and like it's not about the girl it's just more like i assume it's more like what it suddenly it makes them think or wonder about themselves like what does that mean about me right right which kind of means nothing in a way yeah you're attracted to what you're attracted to yeah but a lot of people don't think that way you know people are you know going back to being catholic (laughs) sometimes you 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 know you're instilled this like this guilt and like this is wrong this is like you know they don't think that's just sexuality i actually was kind of going on some dates with this guy and then i found out he was trans Mm -hmm. and i didn't know and i was like oh "Oh, wow i'm like it opened my mind so i'm like oh that's what guys go through and it's the reverse like i mm. kind of understood when i started questioning like oh my god is the sex gonna be good is it th-? like you know all yeah. these questions went through my head right right did you sleep with yeah. him no we didn't go that far yeah then it kind of just like drifted Fist away songs. but i always wondered huh? there's like i guess well yeah no if we're talking specifically about post-op but i feel like if you're gonna like as someone who slept with people who are like I guess more like well women but like gender non-conforming right Mm -hmm. so like people who have like there's specific things you have to there's like more questions you have to ask about like where can I touch you and like are you not okay with this like right so I think people are like intimidated by they're like oh it's I don't know how to do it it's not going to be like the normal so um I'm going to do something wrong right right so like I feel like I've slept with a lot of girls who like don't want to don't want to be penetrated or like won't take off their underwear you know or like don't want to be touched right. in certain areas yes. or like you know like they wear binding and stuff right. mm-hmm. and you just have to like be open to like asking like okay what are you comfortable with and what can i there's just like more negotiation yeah, i guess right. but then as soon as you do it once you realize like oh it's fine we just like talk about it it's fine 
Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think when you like when for me when I was younger, like talking about anything sexual was like, oh my god, that's so weird. Like, no, 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 I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, you were very reserved when we you were yeah. when we were young. But now it's like, pussy. Let's have a Here little it is. dessert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, like, especially for straight men, like the way that our society works is that straight men are told that they need to be sexually competent. Like asking mm. questions, a guy asking questions in bed makes him feel like he's not. Does he, he's not a man, right? Exactly. He, he should know. Meanwhile, it's the opposite, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. You want the guy to be like, what feels good? But I feel like they feel like they should just know so they don't right. ask and they just... Yeah, it's definitely a confidence level. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I just feel like they... It's just not... Um, <laughs> 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 no, I just feel like they... There's no... Like, I, you know, like with touching and like certain guys in certain areas they feel like you know it's not right and they feel uncomfortable and there's there's no that open like dialogue mm-hmm. and that g- goes into our sex talk we're now we're now seg sex talk yeah oh now it's time it. <laughs> cool we're gonna segue i knew it was gonna be really different for <laughs> with carly around because it's just sex talk all around. I know that's yeah. why I love having dinner with Carly. <laughs> <laughs> dinner with Carly. Dinner with Carly. Talk about movies and things. <laughs> so we have our segment, which is sex talk. We talk about at the end of every allegedly episode, and this the, today's theme is pegging. A word. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love to aim. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so, have you ever pegged? No, I've worn a strap on to fuck a girl, but that's not pegging, right? No. Is um, it? Well, I guess it's more for the term pegging is when you fuck a dude up the ass. Straight men. Yeah, yeah. That's I, the term. I really have no desire to do that. I, I know, like, I'm not judging. Like, basically, I used to work as a dominatrix. Um, the dom I worked for, I've seen her do it to people. She's asked me to do it before, and I've just been like, for some reason, I just like can't cross. This is like my weird personal boundary. Like, I do not want to be in a man's butthole at all. Mm-hmm. Why is that? You think it's too much? <laughs> you think that it feminizes them in a way that you don't want to see a man feminized? Yeah. Okay. I think there's multiple things. One, number one, I'm like pretty submissive, so like fucking someone. Even like the time I fucked a girl with a strap on, it felt weird, and I didn't like. It. I didn't like the part dynamic. I don't like feeling like I have a like a penis. Like I don't want to feel like the penetrator. Right, mm-hmm. but also just like guys with like their butthole and like there's like hair and like <laughs> and the and, like walk looking at like their I don't even know like ew their butt like <laughs> like guys butthole Carly, uh, God, we found something that made her blush guys butthole is like don't like this one guy I was dating want, kept wanting me to even finger his ass and I'm just like, um, I don't want to do that like I don't want to do it really mm-hmm. I mean your nails are so pretty why would you want to do such a thing <laughs> I just got them they're fake oh they're good <laughs> um. I kind of feel the same way in a weird way. I, I mean, I, I like to be more open, but there's certain things it's like it's a mental thing more than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be I, I, I want to be like that girl that will try. I like I like to say that I would like to try it something once. But you have to be honest with your. Yeah. Yeah. Desires. But I also don't want to like if he likes something and I don't want to like not touch something that, you know, he would be pleased with yeah yeah i want him to feel it's confident because i like before i had my surgery i was a virgin mm-hmm. oh wow. so i'd never from there from the front from the front girl <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but that's like yeah because yeah. obviously i mm. never used that part of me yeah but now that i've had my oh, surgery I, I i don't know just recently i've been like someone planted the idea in my head and i was like oh my god pegging a guy that seems a little hot 
Yeah, I don't know why it's it, now yeah. it seems You're more going comfortable. Back. Yeah. Interesting. Because it's not part of, part of me or it's yeah. something, I don't know, it's, it's, it's more focused on their pleasure maybe. Mm. That's actually interesting. Like it's kind of interesting to be like a post-op trans girl who like wears a strap on. I know, I've been thinking about it and <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, awesome. for me it would be like, isn't that crazy? <laughs> I'm like it would be so intimate like it would be like that's a video. in my head it would be club <laughs> I don't know it's just something that's going on in my head well anyway an article in Vice mm. <laughs> Rachel White shared her philosophy on why men want to be pegged she wrote oh you know wait do you know who that is do you know her yeah tell me everything I think you should I really like her I think she's really cool but I'm just saying check her Instagram cause it's like wild really yeah mm. okay Ellipsis. We'll do that. that, that, that. <laughs> well, she said either he's looking for an intimate exploration of anal pleasure or they want the femdom experience of being fucked and humiliated by a woman so powerful wow. she makes you take the cock. Yeah, I think that that's true. And I think that that's like inherently a di- sexual di- dynamic that I don't like, right? So, like, um, this one time I slept with a guy a few times who wanted to be like fingered in the ass and like slapped around and I was like mm-hmm. yeah like I'll try anything well, like a few times like what if you like it <laughs> but I was like it feels performative to me this isn't natural I'm not getting any sexual pleasure out of it I'm doing it for right, you right. so you're like I'm not gonna actually like have a relationship with this person because like we don't we're not compatible in bed kind of mm-hmm Interesting. Right. Interesting, yeah. Okay. Like, as a one off, it could be good, but like, if you would you date a guy who, like, oh, like, wanted you to back him all the time? No. no. Not at all. Right. It would be like an intimate moment and like a drawer. Have you ever fingered a butt? That never gets open. Have you fingered a butt, though? Yeah. Okay. Is that, it's gross. do you finger the butt when you're blowing or while you're f- fucking, while you're getting, when you're yeah, fucking? Blowing. Blowing. Gotcha. Yeah. We, uh, our escort friend, all three of us, the reason she has those crazy long talon nails is uh-huh. she's like, this way the clients don't ask me to finger their ass. Cause she's, she's so like, smart. I'm gonna literally lacerate the inside of wow. me. Wow. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She put like spikes on the She has like spikes, yeah. She's like, can't, sorry. They're like, fucking love her. Look yeah. at your nails. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Rachel White went on mm. to describe the moment of entry. Well. She said, below me, He's quiet as I press the tip of the silicone to his flesh. This is very nice. For a moment, it isn't going to work, but then there's a give, a slide, and he thrashes, teeth gleaming. I pin him with my elbows. And <laughs> I'm having uncomfortable. I'm, I'm so uncomfortable too. It's like when we went to Lucky Chang's. You remember how comfortable we were? I feel like that right now. I feel like that too. <laughs> I pin him with my elbows and remain still for a long moment. Was she I be- raping him? I begin to move. <laughs> I begin to move slowly so that his cries eventually grow melodic. Is Is she ready for like Judy Judy Collins or something? (laughs) I was gonna say Judy Bloom. (laughs) You're gonna pick somebody. (laughs) Are you there gonna pick somebody? Oh wait, you should do that. Are you there, guy? That should be my second book. I'm gonna write the proposal. Yeah, dear God, I picked somebody. (laughs) Well, Cosmo also interviewed a couple of men who had been picked and enjoyed it. Hmm. Here's what some of them said. Um, When asked what the whose idea was to try pegging, Man A said it was his idea. He went on to say, "I'd heard about bend over boyfriend." 
which is a series of sex education videos on pegging. And I was in a loving relationship with a very adventurous partner, so I knew I could indulge as long as I as, as long as I bought the toys. Clearly, lots of guys enjoy being anally penetrated. I didn't want to miss out on the fun. Yeah, I mean, I know I always hate to miss a good party. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like I interviewed this lesbian one time, and she was saying like that it's really like so many men would be pegged more if there wasn't like bottom shame and gay shame. Yeah, I think that quote yeah. here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Column. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that makes sense to me. Like, I don't want to be. I don't want to like perpetuate any negative stereotypes about pegging. Right. Because, well, she was talking about it in the context of, like, gender and, like, masculine lesbians and, like, how, like, often the masculine portraying, more masculine portraying partner in a lesbian relationship isn't the one that's, like, the the one that penetrates and the mm-hmm. people always assume that like that's the way society runs right. right it's like the more masculine of a couple whether you're a heterosexual couple or like a queer couple is the one that like sticks the thing into the other person right, right. yeah right. and so right. i think that's why men yeah it's like emasculating yeah which i think is why i never wanted to do that before because i felt like it would make me feel masculine yeah mm. exactly but yeah. now I, I, as I'm getting older I'm just like you know I'm not so attached to this society's ideas of what masculinity or femininity is and I'm like I mean well you're so right. in touch with your fe- but you're also very much in, in, in touch with your feminine side yeah yeah but I, I can see how that has nothing to do with femininity or masculinity mm. where it's just like pleasure another source of pleasure yeah and I don't yeah. I, that's why in my head I'm like that's why I'm in my head I can't like like, like you like I don't think I could f- in my head, I don't think I could physically do because of the hairy asshole thing. But like, I also don't want to pr- like not mm. give somebody that pleasure at the same time. Yeah, and you don't want to be like, am I? Do I just not want to do this because I have like some weird antiquated idea of like what femininity is, yeah. and like I can't be aggressive or like penetrate someone. I know. So I'm just gonna fist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a glove, though, right? Yeah. Of yeah. course. I mean. Yeah. Nails. Hello, nails. Yeah. Nails. Have what? you fisted? No, I've been fisted. Oh. And then I was like, what's the point of this? Because actually, <laughs> I'm going to have to do like so many kegels after this moment. Oh my God. Like, why yeah. would I want to stretch it out? Wait, you got fist, fisted in your pussy or ass? My pussy. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. You're it was kind of cool. Bitch. Yeah. It was like over the winter, this past winter. It's pretty punk of you. A girl did it to me. It was like, I kind of come. Ooh. I actually came during it, but it like took a long <sighs> time. Oh my God. Inner orgasm. Well, I was like masturbating with like the fist mm-hmm. in. You oh know? yeah, for shiz. Do you yeah. Know, have you had inner orgasms? Um, I I I'm actually really good at it now, but I have to be able like touching myself or like yeah. you know I have to be touching the outside. But I can like f- until I was like 26 years old, I couldn't come if there was anything inside Girl, at all. Girl, you fucking forking it at 26. <laughs> I couldn't feel it. Yeah, ditto. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then I and then I went on top. I was like, oh. On top is when I started to fucking be bust a nut. Bust a nut. Yeah, it was Zena. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Zena. It was reverse cowgirling, over the cowgirl, all kinds of cowgirl. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But you gotta be touching yourself, right? No, hands free. Wait, <laughs> shut up. No hands, mom. <laughs> no, I'm like I, because I the way I ride, I get my clit. Oh, rubbing. you like lean forward. Mm-hmm. I remember I when I first had that. my operation. I was because you have to dilate all the time. Oh. I was having these inner orgasms dope. without Stop. touching my outer. That's dope. That's like fucking science. That, you got a fucking that good ass crazy. doctor. I know. Yeah. I literally sent him a thank you note. 
<laughs> like what on what form of media like a text or like um, instagram you know <laughs> you, you dm'd him <laughs> big periscopes <laughs> you like finger yourself look look duck <laughs> um well when asked what they did like most about pegging man mm. a said during one of our sessions i was on top and straddling her and she was bucking her hips while stroking my dick, creating a combined sensation I'd never felt before or since. That's dope. Man B said it was great. I love the idea of being submissive deep. and having a power exchange. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it feels good. Hmm. Well, man F. like, I'm out. I'm yeah. out. Was like, I got my keys. <laughs> I got my wallet. I, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> wanted to read the, that what you were just mentioning from your column which was why some women love strap-ons that oh yeah, was yeah, the yeah. Column that was for vogue yeah mm-hmm. and there was the quote that said um i think if men knew more about what it was like to get fucked they would be better at fucking yes the only reason men don't get pegged more often is because of gay shame and bottom shame mm. it's really hard for straight men to bottom because they think it's emasculating when in reality it can be super hot yeah that is exactly it and like as you get older right and you just like get better and more experienced at sex and realize what feels good for you you're like Pete like if men knew what it felt like to be like pounded uh-huh. they wouldn't pound like yeah. you know That's what I mean so especially when they have big dicks like uh-huh. oh my god oh my god and it's like especially when you're just starting out it's like you can be pounded in like little teeny like 10 second Lit- bursts ten, only 10 bursts. second bursts yeah. yeah like right like if you're super turned on those are guys who, who watch when way too much porn yeah they, that's yeah. the thing yeah they think that, that we're porn stars thing. like even guys that like try to fuck you from the ass they like try to just go in there with no lube or anything like hey i'm not jenna jameson here you gotta like light a candle they could edit that shit yeah exactly they edit out the candle yeah, they and the candle <laughs> and a bucket of lube in the corner that Debbie and you doing the rosary yeah and like, me doing the rosary <laughs> and calling my mom how am I for the way floors with you bless your father amongst them I'll probably run in heaven every night but no that shit is super edited like she's lubed with the like yeah but guys don't lube. think it is like yeah, that cause no, they yeah. they just put it in the asshole and think that we all are like that and like dude no I have to prepare you didn't text me yeah like I need you 24 hours me. yeah yeah seriously <sighs> Uh, the other day I was sleeping with this guy and he was pounding me and then afterwards I didn't know him I was just kind of like making like a sarcastic joke I was like you fuck like you've watched a lot of porn he was like thank you oh. I was like I was like uh, did it, didn't it mean it as a comment <laughs> Carly, thanks for joining oh us. Oh my god! Allegedly. I didn't want that to end. That was so fun. Ever. Oh my god! I mean, you are a doll. That was the best. Also, please have me back to do a periscope. Okay, oh my god! I already, a, already settled We're in my doing head. a lingerie periscope, and we're gonna bring a, a fourth word for some. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we have a little tradition here. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna play a little freestyle for you. At the and end of every episode, we play, yeah, we play a little freestyle. Song. I know. And it's uh, expose. Come go with me. Mm. Mm. Thanks, Carly, for coming with us. <laughs> Thank you. Now we've got to go. Bye. 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 Till next time. Till next time, <laughs> bitches. You're listening to Allegedly NYC. Allegedly. Allegedly.
You're listening to Allegedly NYC. Allegedly.